You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 47. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, Angela Henderson here, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, obviously, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I help women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need in order to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. I'm really, really excited for today's episode because the man I'm bringing on is not only a rock star at everything Google Ads, but he's one of the nicest guys and a dear friend of mine. The rock star that I'm talking about is Ryan from Lantern Room. In this episode, you're going to learn some wonderful, wonderful things about Google Ads, such as, but not limited to, what is Google Ads? Is Google Ads right for your business? You'll also be able to start identifying whether or not uh, Google Ads is right for you. Also, understand, understanding what the first steps that you need to take before even starting with Google Ads. What are the benefits of Google Ads? And so much more. If you can't tell about all the things we're going to talk about Google Ads, it is a jam-packed episode. You're going to want to get your notepads and pens ready to rock and roll because there's so much goodness for you all to consume. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my four-day, three-night Women in Business exclusive retreat, where we'll be focusing on women having the chance to connect, refocus, learn, and grow so that they can grow both in life and in their business. It's being held from October 24th through October 27th at the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia, and it is an exclusive event with only 50 tickets being sold. From having eight of Australia's top female entrepreneurs speaking to surrounding yourself with amazing people that will lift you up both at conference and post-conference, to daily masterminds to get individual help on your business from both your peers and the speakers, to amazing food, being able to sleep in and eat a meal uninterrupted for those of you that have children, you're not going to want to miss this amazing event. To learn more about this event and also the payment plans that are available for you to help with your cash flow, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and simply click on retreat. All right, now let's jump into the, to today's amazing episode all about Google Ads. All right, so welcome to the show, Rai. How are you going today? I'm good, Angela. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Well, listen, we just saw each other recently down in Sydney at James Shremko's event uh, with a good yeah. friend of ours, James Rose. So it's lovely to connect with you again on the podcast. Friend. He's a friend. Oh, dude, he's totally a good friend. <laughs> we do love to give each other, again, the three of us give each other shit on a regular basis. So uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to have James on the podcast too, but I don't know how productive we would have been with the three of us just having a chat on the podcast. That's true. Probably not very. <laughs> They're not, not very, I would say, productive whatsoever. <laughs> now listen, today you and I have been trying to come up with a way to create this podcast to talk about Google AdWords. Um, and again, we've been going back and forth on this particular podcast because it is such a broad topic. And it, not so much broad, but there's just so much information within side, almost like a million subcategories about Google AdWords, um, that we've been trying to keep it the most simplistic way that we can for you listeners out there. And what Ryan and I have decided to do is that we've broken it down to a few little categories about what we're going to touch upon. 
on. We've also got some really great Q&A at the end of this particular episode because a lot of people in my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative, were really wanting to know about Google AdWords. They asked a whole lot of questions. And also, Ryan is going to create a 30-minute um, tutorial video for all of those that do have ads or want to get ads up and going. And that link will be provided in the show notes. So if you're kind of going through this and you're kind of like a little bit overwhelmed, again, I just want to pretense that now, um, that again, it is super simple. It is bite-sized actions. We're going to give you a lot of great um, framework to think about. But just want to let you know that we will be doing quite a bit int uh, intensive follow-up. And Ryan has also agreed for you guys to email him directly with any questions you have, which is really, really great because, uh, yeah, all of you guys will be at different stages with Google AdWords. How does that sound to you, Rye? For sure. Yeah, right. hit me up. All right, cool. But before we get started, Rye, as you know, I like to ask my listeners, or I like to give my listeners, I should say, a little bit of information about who you are so they can get to know you, you know, kind of some fun facts. And uh, you never know what type of question I'm going to ask you because, again, we've had lots of intense conversations, so yes. you never know what you're going to get. But today you're going to get one. Again, it's an easy one because I know how much you love the sport of baseball. So I want to let you, I want to let you tell us why you love baseball so much and who is your favorite team. That is easy. Thank you. I appreciate it. The, <laughs> my favorite team, Oakland Athletics, if you've seen the movie Moneyball, that's the team that it's about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just want to say that I was a fan well before the movie Moneyball. <laughs> I read the book. So um, Oakland Athletics, easily. What do I like about baseball? Um, I've been playing it since I was five and my parents kind of signed me up. So I think I played it by default and just sort of got stuck in it. Mm -hmm. So I've been playing for about 30 years now. Um, but I think what I like about baseball is I'm, I'm such a data nerd. And so baseball has just statistics overload because it's like a really stop-start type of sport. Yes. Everything measurable. And then so for just stat nerds like me, you can just get in there and dissect the hell out of it. So And yes, I, I, I would have to confirm that you are huge numbers because when we were down at Sydney and James' event, we were kind of like super tired and uh so we were like oh dude let's just all get pizza then james bailed on us a friend and then you're like oh by the way i need to watch i think it was the broncos game you were watching and yeah. you're like by the way don't talk to me don't do anything because i'm crunching numbers and i just need to focus <laughs> on the game and i was like all right do you know what i mean whatever i'm, I'm, like, I'm too analytical it sucks it's <laughs> For some things, it transfers to AdWords, but I was gonna say, like, it's a definite positive skill to have when it's relatable to Google AdWords, which is your specialty. It is. Uh, so, tell us then a little bit more about, you know, where you're at in business now. What is the name of your business, and you know, what is your specialty in business? So the listeners know a little bit more of that professional background of you. Yeah, for sure. So my my business is called Lantern Room, and I am a freelancer. Uh, I do AdWords. And I do Google Analytics, Tag Manager. They're my main areas um, that I'm specializing in these days. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, essentially, I basically just help people manage their AdWords accounts and really focus in on getting more customers, uh, more conversions for as little amount of money as possible and generating business through there. Well, dude, and well, let's be honest, we all love new leads. We all love business. But one of the things that I find is that most business owners, when they hear the word Google, you know, Google AdWords or Google ads, depending on what you want to call it, they almost go into a state of panic, a state of overwhelm. And again, if it was me before I met you, I was always, you know, at any given state reaching for the mojito because it's not, you know, it sounds simple, but it really, it's kind of like Facebook ads. There's still a level of complexity, you know, behind there. But one of the things that I think is important for business owners is that, you know, 
with Google owning two of the biggest search engines on the planet, as you talk about on your website, mm-hmm. and that most, you know, that they own the most used email platform, the most popular internet browser, uh, apps, you know, and etc. As you say on your site, that chances are Google knows a thing or two about you and also a thing or two about ads. And businesses are potentially missing out uh, when they're not utilizing Google AdWords. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, I think people think of Google AdWords and they think it's when you go to Google and you just type in something in search and you type <laughs> yeah. it at the top and like that's AdWords. But like you said, like they own YouTube. So all of YouTube ads, they fall under Google ads. Mm-hmm. They also own obviously Gmail. There's ads in Gmail. They have the search ads. They do shopping ads on their search ads. But like the, I think people also realize they have the display network, which is pretty much every website, well, not every website, but there's millions of websites in the world that have just like the Google AdWords ad code on it mm-hmm. and show banner ads or retargeting ads um, to you. So their reach is almost like endless. It's endless and it's not something that you really want to mess with. It is a search function, you know, you need a search function for people to find you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, one of, you know, two of the biggest top search engines, you know, so, you know, like it, they've got something going for them, needless to say. And for those listeners out there, I know, like I said, there's a, an enormous amount of um, interaction we had on the in the Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative, that people really wanted to have a better understanding of what AdWords are. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And as I said, this is a pretty big topic. So for really the essence of this particular episode, we're going to really hone in on the basics because not everyone out there might understand. So I guess let's just go really with, you know, my first question to you is, is what is Google AdWords? Just so that we're all on the same page before we even get into some of the deeper questions. Yeah, totally. You're, you're absolutely right. Like we could, we could make like a whole series of podcasts, oh, like yeah. Google Ad, but like, let's just try and trim it. I'll do my best for all those AdWords purists out there that say you're missing this, but I know I'm sorry. Um, but first off, so like, I feel like I should probably throw this out first. The platform is actually now called Google Ads and not AdWords. Yeah, I, did. I was reading that somewhere yeah. yesterday. Yep. So in any case, like using AdWords is just a habit that I'm trying to shake. So forgive me if I still run. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to. So Google Ads, it comes in like quite a few different formats. So the search ads, they're probably the most well-known to most people. When you go to Google, you type in something to search for, you get shown those, you know, up to four text ads at the top and some down the bottom. And they have the little ad tag next to it. And everyone's seen these. They're super common. Yep. Also display ads, which I just talked about. They're like a banner type image ad. Um, and they can also have some text in them and things. And they can be seen like all over the internet. So whenever a website has inserted Google's display network code, um, a display ad can effectively be shown in that location. So then these types of ads are super popular with like remarketing. Yes. And this happens to everyone, you know, like when you're looking at a dishwasher on Kogan and like for the next 30 days, you're getting harassed everywhere <laughs> yep. by this dishwasher and on YouTube and in apps and like bloody everything is yep. reminding you about that dishwasher. So those are display ads. And then YouTube ads. So they're also part of the Google ads platform. So you manage all of them within in Google ads. Um, and then there's also, yeah, like I said, there's, there's ads in Gmail on the top of the inbox. There's, uh, ads for apps in the play store. Uh, and then there's Google shopping ads. So if you have gone to a search and you typed in something like, you know, Dyson vacuum cleaner, it's going to show you like a a bunch of little product ads along the top. So those are all paid ads as well. So that's the bulk of, of all the Google ads. So that's Mm -hmm. it. Perfect. And then. Okay, I guess, you know, so many people out there are like, okay, well, this sounds great. There's a variety of different types of ads that you can run with Google Ads. But what are the benefits of Google Ads for business owners ultimately? 
Yeah, like any form of advertising, it's traffic. So it's eyes on your product and your service. So the more people that know about your business, the more leads, the more conversions in theory. So the big advantage with Google ads and like Facebook ads um, is is the level of targeting that you can use. And just because just because of that huge amount that you mentioned of data that Google has to pull from and they've got all of those ways of acquiring that data. So the other big advantage that Google has over other advertising, specifically search ads, is that mm-hmm. when people are going to search, there's clear-cut intent there. So they're, they're looking for something, which means that they're, they're not cold traffic like a lot of Facebook ads would be. So those people are much warmer. And in, yes. in, theoretically, they're easier to convert into a paying customer. And like the other big advantage that I mentioned before is like Google's reach. So you can retarget people on so many platforms once they've been to your website. Like, so you're, they're on search and you can retarget them on YouTube and Gmail and millions of websites on the display network. Whereas Facebook doesn't have that luxury or that ability to advertise once you've left their platform or Instagram. Um, so Google absolutely just destroys Facebook when it comes to available like advertising locations. And why do you think that we don't hear about that as often? Why are we, I guess, led to believe that Facebook is the platform of choice? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. I, I don't know, really. And, the, and that's, the, that's the interesting thing is that Google, through their display network and, and all of the targeting and, and the audiences they have now that pulls in through like Google Analytics, you can pretty much, you can target so much of the similar stuff in Facebook. Everyone, t- you know, talks about how on Facebook, you know, you've got these lookalike audiences and like interest targeting and all that. Google does the same thing. And on their display network and YouTube and, and all of these things, like their audiences are really good. And they actually even have like intent audiences where if somebody is like shopping for a new car, you can target people who are shopping for a new car with your ad. I don't mm. know enough about Facebook targeting, but I don't think they do. Right. Targeting? I could be wrong. Yeah, that question I don't have. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. probably need Karen with a Y, our Facebook specialist e-commerce yeah. friend. Do you know what I mean? To answer that. Oh, but, but it would be like, and I guess, I guess what's not talked about probably too is people because Facebook, you know, even though Google's everywhere, I think Facebook is probably more something that's readily available that you're on the app quite regularly and things like that. But I guess indirectly, I don't know how many times a day I'm at Google. Like I'm Googling shit all the time, right? So it's like it is there, but I don't think it's as in your face there. So it is important, I guess, for those listeners to understand and for us to validate that they actually have an enormous amount of data that could benefit your business. Yeah, it's huge. It's endless. And with, now, I don't know about you, but before I, you know, found you and hired you to be my Google ad specialist, I guess what I've learned to that process, but I've also learned just collectively the, over the years with, you know, Facebook ads and things like that is that businesses really need to look at a few crucial elements before they jump into Google ads. And I'd love to chat with you about that to get your thoughts. Are you all right with that? Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I guess my first kind of point that I want to talk about before people jump into any advertising, but specifically with Google ads, is that often I see, you know, business owners jump in thinking that the advertising is going to solve their, like solve all their world problems, solve them from going bankrupt, solve them from, do you know what I mean? Being everything. But the reality of it is, is just because you do do ads doesn't mean it's going to solve anything. So I guess that's really, you know, part of the piece that I think people need to be looking at. Um, But also it's like, I think businesses need to be able to look at what is their goal when they're going to be utilizing Google ads? Like, and how does that goal connect 
to their overall business strategy because so many people just wing it, right? And I think winging is an element in business, but when you're going to be paying dollars to try and get traffic and get in front of eyes, you really need to be strategic about it, but yet people don't actually have goals around, do you know what I mean, advertising. Now, some do, some don't. So I guess my first question to you is, is would you agree that, you know, one of the crucial first steps uh, that people need to be asking themselves is what, do you mean, is their goal with starting with Google Ads? Yeah, totally. And I, I think I should actually preface this by saying like prior to doing this full time like I had a brick and mortar company for like 10 years and I, I went from like never having any business experience to being a small business owner and and trying to figure it all out myself and uh, man like yeah I've I've encountered all of these problems along the way so I, I know them feels but like of course like if you you wouldn't just go and drop thousands of dollars on a billboard ad without like any planning or forethought around your target market and like, nor should you just jump into Google ads and set up a campaign and just start pumping cash through it. Like you definitely need to do some research on the platform, like how to run those ads and what products or services within your company you're wanting to push because Google's like search ads are all heavily keyword driven. Yes. And I think, and I think another big point that like never gets discussed is that just because it's easier than ever to create like a marketing campaign i.e. compared to the days of having to spend thousands of dollars to have a <laughs> on like TV, radio, print, and on top of that, also hire professionals to create the actual content for those media. Like these days, you can have hundreds or thousands of people finding out about your business like within the hour. And like that's insane. Mm-hmm. Totally what, insane. So I guess what I'm saying is like just because you can access these methods of advertising like so easily and quickly, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should. No. And I'm glad that again, we agree on that one because I just think that it's, there's so much shotgun approach, especially when people are in kind of like crisis situation where I don't know if I, if I don't start making money like really, really soon, this is going to happen. And, and I feel like whenever you get to an emergency situation, there's much bigger problems than trying to get eyes or traffic to your website. Yeah, totally. And I also think that like, it's, it's super important to be like measuring really, really tightly, like how, how your ads are spending and what you're getting. So the return on investment is like paramount. So that like when you get into those times where like, you know, like times are tough and like profit, you know, cash flow is massively hindered. You, you start looking for everything that you can like shut down and stop spending money on. And like when Google is like charging your card, like every three days for $500 in your small business, like it's really easy to think, man, I don't know if I should just keep doing this, but like, that's why if you have like a if you have your ad platform running and it's tightly tracked and you know exactly what your ROI is, you know that like okay, well that's not my problem. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like it's my outgoings, my spending. Yeah, and I also know like even for me, like um, you ran my ads for a long time, and then we were launching, and then there were some problems not with you but with um, uh, one of the Facebook teams that I had hired, and then we had to let them go, and then. So even though there was part of a strategy, do you know what I mean? Everything kind of fell over. And yeah. I was like, well, hold on. I was like, it doesn't make sense right now to keep doing that until I can figure out what the hell, do you know what I mean? I'm doing with this other stuff. And it wasn't, it didn't feel right. So I guess sometimes you've got to, it's got to not only make sense and have a goal and that it's measurable, but sometimes you just have to go with your gut. And my gut was like, okay, dude, and we were doing great. You were bringing me so many freaking leads from Google, but it didn't make sense with where the business was pivoting, what we were doing and what our objectives were when we first started. So, you know, we pulled back and now we're looking at a new strategy. So it's okay too, that sometimes you might have to stop, think, pivot, do you know what I mean? And then get that back on board again, but make sure again, you know, you know, step number one, really, when you think about Google ads is think about the goal and the objective of running them. And I guess into number two is, is that 
you know, you might have a goal and you might go, okay, yep, this is great. But I guess, you know, would you agree, Rye, like, or what are your tips do you think for businesses to identify if Google ads is really the right platform for their business? Yeah, it's definitely harder to work out and possibly uh, it could like, it'd be, it could be a podcast episode on <laughs> Yep. So I've actually written a blog post about this on my website. Yep. So it's a little lengthy, but like it's worth checking out if you're at this stage. And like maybe we can link to it in the show notes or something. Yeah, yeah, 100% we'll link to the show notes and that. Yeah. But do you have any like off the cuff where you're like, okay, really? I mean, if you're e-commerce, are, are Google ads completely different, similar to Facebook? Like Facebook, you know, you you really should be hiring a Facebook strategist that is focusing mm-hmm. on service-based Facebook ads versus, you know, yeah. our friend Karen, she does ads specifically for e-commerce. So yeah. when businesses are ready to jump into Google ads, Um, Yeah, where do you start? Like, is it like, are Google ads different for e-commerce versus say a service-based industry? Look, I think the first point, yeah, the first point here is definitely that this is going to cost you money and there's no like getting around that. You've got to be willing to spend some cash on this to find out if it works. Yeah. Nothing in marketing is guaranteed, like nothing in life is guaranteed and Google ads, look, it can be an absolute game changer to your business. But if you're not willing to spend money to find out if it's going to work for you, then it's probably not for you. Right, um, yep. Secondary to that, um, it's this is going to come back to like what every guest on this podcast says and probably what you talk about in every client meeting you have. Yeah. And I'm sorry for saying it here again now, but you've got to know your client. It's yep. like it's the foundation of everything. So you've got to know who they are, where they hang out, how your product or service fits in with their decision-making processes, how likely they are to purchase from you. It goes on forever. Um, But if you've gone through that exercise, it's going to be a lot easier. So I'd say once you've gone through that process, just jump on YouTube and do a search for intro, like something like intro to types of Google ads. And then... And spend some time looking at like what the different ads look like and like how they're used and see some examples. And it's, it should start to give you some ideas about like where your product or services might fit in on the platform and start appealing to people. Mm-hmm. And, and like just doing, like doing some research on Google ads before you even start is kind of mandatory. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be a huge amount. So like once you feel like you're starting to get a feel for what's available, it'll become easier to work out if you could see your product or service being advertised through that medium. Um, but I guess what I, what I would say though, is that you can get a pretty good idea about whether like Google search ads, which is like probably, you know, the stronger ads and the more popular ads might be like, if they're going to be good for your business, you can do that by doing like some keyword research, for example. So if you think about like what search terms people might use to find like your product or service or business um, and then, you know, do you have a product or service that people will actually search for or seek out? Mm -hmm. Or is is it something like a cafe that sort of is just a geographical business that exists purely for convenience and and pass by traffic? But if if you have that product or service that people will actually search or seek out, you can go into Google Ads and use their keyword planner and it's free and you can punch in some keywords and see what the search volumes are for those search terms. So like Google actually makes that info publicly available. So that'll give you like some estimated search volumes and see how popular those terms are. And you can also see like some estimated costs per click, which which is sometimes sometimes a little bit off, but in general, I find them pretty good. 
And that'll give you like a, a good idea if there's actually people looking for what you've got to offer. And so again, so, so if we were to recap, really, again, they need to know what their goal is for the Google AdWords. They need to know whether or not Google AdWords is right for their business and ways that you can confirm and validate that is they can go to YouTube videos. They can, but I also would you say like you could easily just go to Google, like you said, type in if it's dog leads or dog leashes or whatever. And you could probably also compare like is anyone else at the top of that search page, you know, running ads. And if they're running ads, you might go, okay, well, if they're running ads, then potentially there's a high chance that I too could be running ads. Yeah, totally. If, I mean, there's, you're going to have competition in just about everything. So, and there's always going to be digital competition. So yeah, if, if you type, yeah, those search terms that are around like your business or the service and there's ads at the top. Yeah, man. They're like, then there's volume for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love to do like keyword research and you can do it in the keyword planner. And there's also like free tools out there. Just type in free keyword keyword volume planner or something like that or free keyword volume tool and see what there are. Like a bunch of paid um, tools will let you do X number of searches. But it's a really it's really good because a lot of those things will give you sort of suggested you know, keywords and different volumes. And you can sort of like start to work out a little bit from there, but it all pulls from Google's API. So it's all Google based. And again, you know, as a business coach, one of the things that I work very closely with early on with my VIP clients and even my eight week coaching clients is again, just knowing your keywords in general like legit. Do you know what I mean? Like you can go searching for them now and some of you may not know what your short tail or long tail keywords are. And that's, again, that's a whole nother episode. But if you're out there and you're going, holy shit, what is Ange and Rye talking about? Again, either email me or email Rye because you really need to have a like honing in on like, what are your, uh, what is your ideal client typing in when they want you? Because if you don't have that sprinkle throughout your website, if you don't have that sprinkle throughout your content, then again, some of those foundational elements that I'm really big on um, are missing and it's, it's everything can start to crack and crumble, you know? Sure. Every, yeah. Getting found, it comes back to keywords. People are searching with words. So you have to make sure that a lot of your strategy revolves around those keywords. And then once they do that, one of the things that arise, okay, like they've got their goals, they understand that it's right for their business. And I cannot tell you, it's like sometimes the death of me, because again, you don't know what you don't know, especially when you're starting out in business, you know, but I often see so many of my VIP coaching clients that I work with, they come to me, they're already, you know, running Google ads, or they're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads, and they're getting great traffic that they're sending to their site. But then they're like, but Ange, nothing's converting. And I'm like, yeah, but you're sending traffic to your shitty ass site. And what I mean by shitty ass site is that it's not a solid site. It's not a functional site. It's not a conversional website. And then ultimately so many businesses are wasting, you know, 500, a uh, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars because they don't have a solid website before starting your, their Google AdWords. Do you agree that like a solid website is a total must yeah. before you go into this? Absolutely. Like you can't polish a turd, unfortunately. No, dude, dude. <laughs> you, I mean, turd polishing is very hard. <laughs> people, okay? It's futile. Yeah. I mean, you can send all the relevant traffic in the world to your site, but if it's not like user-friendly, informative, easy to purchase, then you're not going to convert and your ROI is going to be horrible. And you're like literally throwing like money, like you might as well just hand out money to people in the street. And oh, I've totally. seen because it's like, Like one lady came to me and she was spending $3,000 a month on Facebook ads. You know, I was like, initially I thought, I said, well, let me see your copy. Let me see, you know, your images. And I said, and I'll check your website. The copy and the images were actually on par speaking to her ideal client. The image was relatable to the ideal client. But I was like, dude, your site is horrific. Mm -hmm. It is like 
the speed of your site, the searchability on the site, the, the, um, um, conversion, like at checkout, right? So yeah. hard. Like you had to enter all these fields and I was like, Oh my gosh, no man, it's the website. And then once we went through that, um, brought on Carl, who's my web developer and we changed the website legit. Like she was doubling her sales and it was like overnight, you know, like again, it took us a while to get this, the new site ready, yeah. but it was like game changer. So I guess number three, before you even start any type of ads, particularly Google ads, it's please make sure that you've got a solid website. I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, topic about what you need totally. on a website and that, but again, having a solid website. something to that. Yeah, yeah. Like on top of that, like it might not just it might not just be your website. Like I also think you need to ask yourself how good is my actual value proposition? Because that's like a huge factor in conversion rate. So like if your product sucks or if it's overpriced or unnecessary, then nobody's going to buy it. Like even if you have an awesome website that's built to convert, it's not going to matter. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I guess that's like a whole, I mean, you could go through yeah, a yeah. whole bunch like, and, but again, very good to, to bring up is that like you have a product that sucks good website's going to do nothing for you. Yeah, you don't have clear messaging on your site, which includes that's part of your branding. Doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you aren't, if your site's not relatable also to your audience naturally, like if you're, t- if you're driving traffic to say, I don't know, your dog site, but mm. you get there and you've got pictures of cats. And like, again, I haven't seen that extreme, but I have seen some extremes where it's completely incongruent. Yeah. What you're, what you're trying to sell and what's happening when they get to your site. Yeah, there's so many. And I guess, and that's where when I look at when working with my own clients and those foundational elements is when we look at the website, there's about eight to 10 different components just within the website that we need to be firing off, which messaging's one product, do you know what I mean? All that. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's gotta be. So collectively, I guess it's what's on your website. Yeah. Um, and, yeah it's and, and it has to be functional. It's hard. Like I get it. Like this, it can be so overwhelming, especially when you're just starting out. But again, like it all just, it comes back to like, you have to be so clear on who your, who your target client is, ideal client. Like, because it, it comes down to like, yeah, like even the fonts you use, like in the colors and everything, you it's, just have to have some direction. And that's what, again, you know, so many people, I guess when they think about the ads, Oh, I need ads in order to be successful. You know, again, I just was talking about this last night on my Instagram is that, you know, mindset plays a big thing in there too. You know, that you've got to have a great mindset Mm -hmm. um, to be able to be willing to then hear those things. Oh, my website's not really good, but what can I do to fix it? So it's not good now, but what can I do to be proactive versus just going, Oh no, I I can't do it. You know? So again, a whole nother podcast probably on that, but do you know what I mean? I think it's worth, um, I believe all my podcasts I try is that, to have those conversations and at least start to plant the seeds for some of you out there that may not have thought about those things. Mm. Because as small business owners, it's hard to even know where to begin. And sometimes you are just Googling YouTube, you know, or doing whatever. Um, but again, by hearing, do you know what I mean, from myself or whoever comes on as guests is that at least we're, you know, you, it starts to get you thinking about a few things. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And then... Would you say, and I guess this goes back to kind of this, it's, but you know, another thing that I see is business owners will, you know, when they first get started, they don't trust the process. And what I mean by that is that they don't see the results after a week or even after the first month. And then they start to panic. They start to throw the towel in. They start to pull the ads. What businesses I think are forgetting is that, you know, even though you might not see that ROI right away, there's still so much data that is being collected. And if you have a good do you know what I mean Google AdWord or Google Ads specialist is that this data can actually, you know, um, really be powerful and that your AdWords specialist can really start to make changes. 
Um, how many months do you feel businesses really need to commit in order to give Google Ads a fair and solid go? Yeah, it really depends on the volume of the traffic that an account can get. But yep. like I, and it's so it's so broad and you know like it it varies so much. But I generally tell clients that like we at least want to be running the ads for like three months before making any big decisions about feasibility and. Yep. I mean, you can do it in less, but obviously you have to use some logic around like data sample sizes and how confident you are with smaller amounts of data you're using to make a decision, right? Yep. So, and the other, I guess the other reason that you would run a, want to run it a little longer is it's due to what is called attribution. And this primarily like refers to which keywords essentially get the credit for converting the client. So mm-hmm. like as an example, let's say someone does a search for business mentor and they click on Angela Henderson's ad. In terms of reporting, like you'll get charged for that click on that day. Let's say it's today. Yep. And signing up to have like an ongoing business mentor, that, like that's a pretty significant time and money investment. So it might take you like a month to decide whether or not you want to sign up. So let's say the person signs up after 30 days after clicking your ad. So mm-hmm. only then at like that 30-day mark will it register that the conversion is actually occurred and tie it back to that keyword. So if you pulled the pin after two weeks after that click, you'd effectively see that someone clicked, but they didn't purchase. So you'd mm-hmm. be like, well, I wasted that money. When, yeah. when in reality, they were actually considering buying that whole time. And, but you just closed that window like a little too soon. So attribution modeling ties into that. And it gets like really complex, especially when you tie it into Google Analytics. But that's like a whole other topic. So like which clicks get attributed to conversions and on which platforms. But if you don't let it run long enough for, for people to make their decision, then then you're not going to get any meaningful data. Yeah. So again, and I, and I would agree with you on that three months is kind of minimum because that allows you to assess what's working, what isn't working, make the tweaks, and again, start being able to see um, those convergence come through, especially as you're saying, right, if you've got a lower ticket product or service, um, it, you might be able to see the ROI quicker or because again, people don't have to think about it, but whenever you've got higher ticket items or bigger purchases normally, yeah. and if they're a cold audience in particular, it potentially takes them a little bit longer to warm, you know? Totally. And so, yeah. you know, I think again, it's contingent on business, but I think it's just important that you've got to be committed to this process. And so often I see businesses going, yeah, I'm committed. And then they pull the plug after a week. Mm. Again, it comes down to mindset. You've got to be willing to go, oh, this isn't necessarily a failure, but this is a lesson. And our lesson from this is what do we need to do differently so we don't do this again, you know? And then I guess if you look at the commitment, then I guess my fifth thing that I've seen throughout doing this, and we'll talk more about the nitty gritty about the uh, Google ads is that, you know, businesses don't think about the budget element. And I think that this too can get them into big trouble because they're not going back to that goal step at the beginning and that planning, but really they should confirm their budget for, you know, Google ads. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Roy, again, in your opinion, um, how do they get to a budget? Minimum amount that they should be spending or is again, is that based on their business, their product, their return on investment? Totally. It's based on so much, unfortunately. And it's like, it's almost impossible to give a number because there's so much variance in what you'll end up paying like per click and impression and conversion, like based on your search terms or your audience. But again, like if you jump into, into the keyword planner in AdWords, um, Google ads, sorry, take a look at the keyword uh-huh. might apply to your business and then see what the, like the cost per click is like, and then, and then sort of like ask yourself, well, like, could I convert like one in 20 people? the mm-hmm. the ter- search for those terms and come to my site like how well how relevant i am am i to those keywords like it, and if so 
what's the what's the customer's lifetime value worth to you? So if the cost per click is fairly low and your average customer lifetime value is high, then you don't have to convert it as as a at sorry at as a such a higher rate to turn a profit. But working out like those numbers is key and it's like a little too deep to dive into. But mm-hmm. but I know that's super vague. So I just so I guess I would just start I would just say check out the keyword planner. See what a, click, yep. what a click might cost you and go from there. Like if you're selling a $20 product and the cost per click looks like it's going to be like $2 per click, that means you've got to convert one in 10 people to break even. And that might be a bit of a stretch. So yep. then, so I guess then, yeah, I'll, I'll end with that. All right. You know, cool. Go, go, go for it. <laughs> no, so I guess for those again out there, it can be a little bit, especially if this is new to you and some of the, and we're not even using big words. I'm trying not to make sure that we don't use very big words, but again, it is a lot like if you're like, shit, I've never heard about keywords before. And I, this, you know, acquisition and you know, all this, you know, and like, you know, it could be a little bit like daunting, but I promise you stay with us because it is super Google ads can be a very powerful tool to your business. And again, before you even get started, remember the kind of the main five things that we've been talking about is know what your goal is for Google AdWords identify if Google ads is right for your business. Um, do you have a solid site and messaging and branding that you're going to be driving people back to, you know, yeah. confirm that you're going to be committed to this process for a minimum of three months. And again, start to really assess your numbers and what your budget is, because you okay. can't be committed to the process if you're not understanding your budget. Agreed. So once you kind of get those kind of, you know, five things, you know, you're kind of like, okay, shit, do I, do you know what I mean? Do Google ads, can it be done by me? Mm-hmm. or should I be hiring a professional? And yeah. I guess I'd love to hear this because or your opinion on this, and I guess I'll give a bit of backstories. For me as a business consultant, there's a lot of moving pieces. And I know what my zone of genius is. My zone of genius is working with women in business, you know, to develop that framework and that strategy in order to grow sustainable and profitable business. That's where my zone of genius is. My zone of genius is I is not Google ads. I don't want to learn Google ads. I don't want to know all the data about it. I want to know about it. And I want to know enough to be responsible and understand how it fits in my business strategy. But I wasn't prepared to go, you know what I mean? And learn all this because it will take months, years to really solidify that. So in my instance, I was like, no, I'm hiring a professional, but not everyone has money too. So we get that. So I guess my question to you, Rye, is should Google AdWords, you know, or can Google AdWords be done, do it yourself, or is it better to hire a professional? Yeah, totally. It's, I mean, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you either time or it's going to cost you money. Uh So if it's going to cost you time, what are you missing out on doing? Because you're spending your time doing it, right? So like I had, I do have... I have another article about this question on my website. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't write them for this podcast. Yeah, no, they're already there. I've seen them. Yes. Totally. So these, it's just that these questions are like the most common and like the most obvious questions. So I've just answered them in long form uh, for everybody. But like to summarize, it just comes down to economics and whether hiring someone, when you're talking about doing it yourself versus hiring someone to do it, so it comes down to economics and whether hiring someone will see them cover their wage, like at the very least in terms of extra revenue they generate on top of the extra business they get for you. So it can definitely be done DIY. I did it. Like when I first bought my company, I bootlegged it and worked it all out myself. So if you're willing to spend some time doing a little bit of learning and as a small business owner, unfortunately, yeah, we got to like bootstrap the hell out of it and just <laughs> yes. get it together. Um, so, you know, like, it's, it's hard because time is a premium and because AdWords can be so boring, it's, it's just boring as hell for most people. So unless you're spending like a, 
a couple of thousand a month in general. Uh, for personally, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to hire somebody to manage. Yeah. And note that I said like in general, because there are exceptions to the rule, particularly if the customer lifetime value is quite high, mm-hmm. then it's worth trying to get someone to manage it because it's easier to cover their wage. But I think in general, yeah, like as, as a really, really, really rough and broad number, like, yeah, I think, I think unless you're kind of spending those sorts of dollars, um, it's, it's probably worth you, you trying to do a bit of learning yourself. I guess the good thing about that then is like when you do generate enough income and, and you're growing your AdWords account in your business to the point where you hire a professional, you actually know exactly the questions to ask them and you know when they're doing a good job. And I think that is important. Like I know when I first started, I was still working full time as a mental health clinician out in Ipswich and I would pretty much work five days a week. I had two small kids. I would come home. So I outsourced like my SEO and things like that. But what happened was, is I didn't, I didn't do due diligence and that I didn't know enough about SEO to know if they were doing a good job or not. And Mm so I was paying thousands of dollars a month to then find out when I hired my new web developer, who's a good dear friend of mine, Carl. Now he then was like, and you do know that they haven't done like 80, 90% of what they're supposed to be doing with yourself. And I was like, what? So I guess there is like what you're saying, rise, there is an advantage to when you have to go and kind of figure this stuff out on your own and kind of test, I guess. And that's my other thing is no matter what you do, whether you hire someone or you don't, ads are you ads in business and in life you are constantly testing 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 it never really stops right Um, and so I guess all right so if they're not making that amount you know you and they do decide that okay great I'm going to do this myself and I want to set up google ads Mm -hmm. uh really what are kind of those I mean again and this is where there's gonna be much a lot of moving pieces but what do they need, you know, do they need to get started? What are kind of those main components like setting up account, creating a campaign, knowing their keywords? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we don't have time to go into all the highs and lows with this and all the how to's, but can you just kind of give us a broad overview about what setting up a Google ads uh, would look like? Yeah, for sure. I, the answer is no, I can't because it, it's, it's, it's like super complex as you mentioned. But yeah. what, I, what I think is a better, is way more constructive is like giving you some actionable tips or, or things to do. So like, like I said, I'm, I'm going to link, I'll create a piece of content that's about 30 minutes long. And if you're managing your AdWords account yourself or you, you do start to manage your ads account, and, mm-hmm. um, and you're a little bit like worried about like how I'm going, what I'll do is I'll, I'm, I'm going to create this piece of content. It's a little bit long form, but it's just going to be like an 80, 20 sort of how to get just to check up on your account. If you're like, and it'll get you sort of like most of the way, if you just invest like 30 minutes, it, you know, it's going to give you an idea if you're in good shape or not and just things to look out for. So we'll link to that in the show notes. All right. Perfect. But, but outside of that, like YouTube is your friend for an endless resource of basics. And a lot of the stuff on YouTube is actually really good and there's a lot of free content. So um, honestly, if I was bootstrapping it, if I had to go back and was doing it from day one DIY, I'd just go to Udemy and I'd pay $30 for like one of their thorough walkthrough courses on there that has like a lot of high ratings and go from there. Like that's going to get you a good portion of the way to having a decent account set up. Like you don't have to spend thousands like, I've seen the courses on Udemy and they're decent. Like they're solid. Like, and I guess that the other thing to mention though is like your account definitely isn't a set and forget type system. So you're going to need to keep checking it and learning like what to keep an eye on. But if you just start with getting the basics set up, like Udemy is good for that. And as you go and you start to figure out things a little bit more, again, like when you start to hire somebody, you know how to like keep tabs on them and make sure they're actually 
keeping a good a good eye on your account and maintaining it properly. No, perfect. So again, I think it's solid advice that in order to try to keep the podcast succinct, you know, and on top of everything that, again, if you're going to do it yourself, that's cool. Uh, Again, there's too many moving parts. It would take forever. This is more about just showing you about the simple things about Google AdWords and what you need to consider. You know, buy the the course that Rai's talking about for 30, 40 bucks. They're solid. Uh, YouTube is your friend. Just be mindful that, again, what you're doing is you're exchanging time, though, is what you're doing. If it's time is on your hands, that's great. But if time isn't, I guess that's when you need about thinking about hiring a professional which kind of goes into my next question is there are some shitty ass Google ads people out there. Um, let's be honest, who do not know what they're doing. They've taken their me? course on the, no, that's not you. Oh, okay. on the, no, no, not you. Oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> I'm just saying like in general there, but just like coaches, there are some shitty ass business coaches out there, right? Like Definitely. it's just the territory of owning a business. But I guess one of the um, common questions that I'd found in our group when we were looking at this and a couple other groups I'd posted in was, okay, great. I'm, I'm actually prepared to hire a professional. It's a not my zone of genius. Um, but I've already been burned by a Google AdWords specialist. Again, not Ryan. All right, Ryan's a good one. Um, what what tips do you mean would you give people Rye? Um, or what can they ask for when they're hiring someone, you know, to run their Google ads? For sure. And it's like you touched on before, like as if like working out all of this isn't hard enough, like your keywords and like your website conversions, and then you want to dip into some ads and all this stuff, like you finally get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm really going to commit to this and spend some cash. Like on top of that, you have to navigate, oh yeah, there's people that just don't care about you and are like happy to take your money. And there's like, and big agencies are willing to do that. So like, as if it wasn't hard enough, now you have like another hurdle, which sucks. But with that said, like the biggest difference, I would say the biggest difference I see between like good and bad account managers is accountability. And like, the best metric for determining an account manager's worth is return on investment, right? So when when an account manager or an agency or a company or whatever isn't talking to you in terms of clear return on investment, so you can see like exactly like what you're getting for your ad spend, then that's like a big big a big red flag yeah. that they that they aren't concerned about that. Like I mean, I don't report on cost per click to my clients. And like mm-hmm. some people be like, what you like how are you not reporting on like how much is costing per click? Because I actually just don't care. Like I talk to them in terms of this is how much money we're putting into the system on ad spend last month. And this is exactly what we got out of it. Yeah. So, then, so then based on that information and those results, like it's pretty easy to either justify my employment or discontinue our working relationship. So if you're looking at hiring someone, this has to be in place. Like everything, mm-hmm. everything is trackable. So your manager should be communicating all of that with you. And so like, um, by the way, I also have another article on about this on my site, um, though it's mainly for people who suspect that their account is being mismanaged, but it shares like a lot of the same principles and red flags to like look at. And so I guess if I were like, if I were to call you up and I'm like, hey, Roy, I've heard that you're a Google AdWords specialist. Um, I'm just wondering, are you able to talk me through about how you report back every month? What mm-hmm. would that look like? It's oh, like how do I know I the answer, but what I'm saying is other people won't know the answer. So, totally. are so you reporting. giving me a report? Are you yeah. getting on a call with me? Like, because well, again, this is, I guess, the difference between a good specialist, mm-hmm. Facebook ads, whatever ad specialists you have, to those yeah. that don't. So, it's like, okay, we're going to give you a monthly report. And in that monthly report, I'm going to do a Loom video for you and we're going to break down this. Or, you know, what does that look yeah. like? Because then they know what to ask if that's the most important i guess what exactly is the question they're asking these people for sure and i i feel like very strongly about this so i think that 
a lot of the time, all you'll see is like a report. Like I get a lot of clients and I talk to them and like we audit their accounts and stuff. And all they get from like the agency or whoever is managing their account is like just a standardized report. Then, And it's pretty much, it's automated. Like they don't even touch it. And it basically just sends them through, you know, you got this many visits to your website and this many people see right. And it's like, oh yeah, well, that's really cool. But like, I think that everyone's business and everyone's objectives and everything is different. So the way I do it is when I have like, when I onboard a client, we like discuss, okay, like how do you want to like be informed about like how it's going? Some clients I have, they don't even, they don't want to hear from me because they have too much stuff on. They just check in every now and then and just be like, how's things going? And like, we can discuss things. I've got other clients who they prefer me to actually write them like an email and talk to them in normal terms. That's cool. I've got clients who want reports with like heavy numbers and stuff. And I guess people shy away from that or or managers will shy away from that when they're not being transparent and they're trying to hide some things or they don't want to give too much information. Like I've got clients that they want to know heaps. So like, I've built them like dashboards in Google data studio so that at any time they can like log in and see like how, how their ads are going or like anything that we've decided works for them. So I really think that like it should be based on like the business and the client, their objectives and like what makes them feel at ease instead of just sending them a crappy report every month. So I guess it's really, again, this is where business owners need to take that kind of responsibility and accountability that you kind of know, again, you've prefixed what your goals are, what you're looking for. So that when you do kind of look at those, you know, who do I hire and who do I not is be really, you know, it's, ask more questions than not. So at the end of the month, are you going to sit down with me? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Because my learning type is this, and this is what I'm going to need to understand this, or I'm really new to this and I don't understand. I might need you to work with me a little bit more intensively for the first couple of months. Are you prepared to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, how many team players too? Like how many people are going to be touching my ads? You know, mm-hmm. like that's an, I'd see big agencies and you've got four or five people touching the ads. There's no congruence. Do you know what I mean? Um, communication. So these are the questions that I personally would be asking if I didn't have Rye as my Google ad specialist um, is that it's the, you know, you need to be, make sure that they are willing to work with you, willing to, you know, demonstrate that what you need um, at the time that they're going to accommodate um, and that yes, you and you also will know things like if you send them an inquiry or it takes them eight days to get back to you, if that's how they're responding to potentially a new client, more than likely that's what's going to happen when you're like a, a client. Um, and lastly, I always say, you know, follow your gut. Mm-hmm. When you get on that call and if they seem preoccupied or they're not really interested or they don't know anything about your business, again, red flags, you know, you've got to be mindful of that. Totally. And how do people, you know, I guess, Again, and I know this is a big question, but how do they know if their Google AdWords are working? Is it really just about, like you said, at the end of the month, looking at the numbers about how much they spent and what their what their return is? Yeah, I mean, it's based on your objectives, but um, for the majority, yeah, that's it's that simple. Like for me, for every dollar you're putting in, like how much are you getting out of it? And like mm-hmm. this highlights like how important conversion tracking is in AdWords and Google Analytics. Like it has to be measured. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. So like we've been giving like this beautiful gift from the marketing gods where like we can track pretty much everything. Like you couldn't do that with like TV and billboards. So if we're not doing that, then like we're really just shooting ourselves in the foot. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if our campaigns, you know, at the end of the day, our campaign should be tracking everything to the point where we know that like for every dollar we put in, we're getting this amount back in sales, mm-hmm. in leads in conversions. But if we're not, then like, let's stop. 
and you need to know so you can stop. Yeah. yeah. So again, numbers and again, accountability. Sometimes it's up to you also to make sure it, it takes two, two people to tango. Do you know what I mean? Your ad yeah. specialist and also yourself. Yeah, your team for sure. There has to be like that ongoing, you know, communication and interaction. Yeah. And again, like I said, I've looked at you as that you're an extension of the team. You know what I mean? Is that you're, you're an integral part to what happens with the business. So now, listen, I know it's a lot. All right. And this has been awesome, Rye. You know, you confirming, you know, again, what businesses need to do before they start, what Google AdWords they should be, do you know what I mean? Or Google ads that they should be doing, you know, looking at doing it yourself, you know, time versus money. Um, what to ask, do you know what I mean, with professionals, how to kind of set it up, going to YouTube or buying a really good course if you're going to do it yourself. Um, and as we know, Rye, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. And I'm sorry we can't like touch on all of this stuff. Like I feel like we would just be doing a disservice for me to go, oh, we should use broad match keywords, broad match modified keywords. Like, yeah. And I also think Google ads are also so specific to the individual business. So even if we did touch about everything, There would be 800 variables underneath of that because depending on your business, how long, like, you know what I mean? Budget, like all this. So I guess the best thing is, again, is to go back to those core things that we talked about. Really figure out if, you know, you've got the budget, if you're committed, if you want to do it yourself, if you need a professional, you know, what your aims and objectives are. And from there, you know, either YouTube it, you can contact Ryan. He's going to give us our details at the end. Um, you can like, there's, you can reach out to me if you've got any questions, you know, that's what we're here to do is more a lot, give you, um, a guideline about what to do and what not to do. The other thing, can I just like interject there? Sorry, Ange, but I also like, yeah, email me for sure. Like I, I'm more than happy to like give out so much free advice just to get people on the right track. But in, in your group, Ange, like there is like Google ads, people who are, who are decent. Like they, they know like, you know, the same amount of stuff as I do. So like post in there, like, You'll get good responses. It's happened plenty in the Ausbiz collaborative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the other thing is, is like, because the group is still, I mean, it's a 5,000 member group, but again, ask the questions. And there's always people like who are always looking out to support me too, that if someone is giving, like, if I don't see it and someone's giving wrong advice, um, I will, do you mean, I'll pull the comment, you know? So I'm pretty, not saying that I can get everyone, but again, the Australian Business Collaborative is a good stepping stone to start asking some of those questions. Absolutely. So for the purpose of this, Rye, I think it's a wrap for, do you know what I mean, our kind of session on Google ads, but I think we've got five or six questions that people from the community did ask. And again, those might be easy to answer. Those might not. But I guess the first question off the bat is that Natalie from the group asked, Google Ads Express or Google Ads, which does he think works better? If I could delete Google Ads Express from the internet, I would do that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. So there's... No, absolutely, absolutely hate Google Ads Express. It, it's like Google's little little sampler that gets you in and takes your money. There's no keyword control. You can't even add like negative keywords. So, so it's kind of like Facebook's boost in a way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like they say, don't boost, don't use Google ads. Express. Oh, it's worse than boost. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Like, if you, right, so Natalie, back away don't. from the Google Ads Express and focus on Google Ads. Yeah, right. please don't use it, Natalie. <laughs> please, Natalie. Now, Mandy from the group has asked, would love to know if pausing ads due to holidays or workloads, does that make a difference to performance and optimization? It's, that's, a, like, that's a really, really good question. And I don't think anyone really knows the answer to this. Like I've, I have an account rep, a Google account rep in Sydney that I have access to. And I've, I've asked this question in the past and I haven't really got an answer. Like they'd like to tiptoe around it. And the research I've done, everyone's sort of, sort of says the same thing where it's basically like we don't, 
because Google's algorithm and their ad ad algorithm and like ranking and all of that kind of thing and quality score, a lot of it has a, a historical based element to it. So when you're pausing things and stopping and starting them and different things, like it, it can possibly tie into that. Um, personally, I don't, I don't really stop ads that much. Um, so I haven't really had any experience with it from the people I know. I think in general, the consensus is don't, don't pause them if you can get away with it. The better option would be just to really decrease your budget to a really low level. Keep the ads running, keep feeding the system, but just like taper off your, your spend. So you're only spending like a little bit of amount, but you're keeping Google happy. Like. And my thing from a business consultant side would be is that if you need a, if you've got like money coming in and that shit is working, do you know what I mean? My question would be is why do you want to stop that? And I hear what you're saying about holidays and workloads, but that's when I would be saying this is a systems problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is actually a Google ads problem. Google ads is actually doing what you want them to do. This is about what could we be doing to help systemize things so that you can go on business and X, Y, and Z, if the orders are coming in or it's a service, whatever that is, that that can still be delivered without you being totally. there. If you, if you message James, James Rose on like the Facebook page like he'll be happy to help you with that yeah dude, he's like a whiz with systems yeah. so yeah so i guess all i'm saying there mandy is is like ultimately like i agree with rye same with when i do facebook ads is i will normally just run the budget down a little bit and keep it going so i don't have to change the algorithm again i've already got facebook on my side it's delivering to my audience um and then also like again systems what can we do to keep those running if google's helping you and doing what they say yeah. All right, cool. So now Amanda has asked, I would love to know how we as non-certified AdWords users know when Google changes the algorithm. Oh, by the way, like even if you are a certified AdWords user, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and actually, yeah, like let me just touch on that. Certified AdWords users, like it's, it's really not this like badge of honor. So if someone says they're like a certified AdWords user, just take it with a grain of salt because you basically just have to take like a couple of like ex- online exams from Google and you can, you can, and like you can even just Google search the ad, the questions and there's answers. So like, and you could be a certified AdWords person this yeah. afternoon if you really wanted to, it's not that hard. Anyway, rant over. So, but in terms of like knowing when Google changes the algorithm, like, Google can be a little bit sneaky about like adding in new features because they, they really want you to have them automate the process. Like they're really pushing towards this these days. So unfortunately you've just got to like follow them on social media and look at their, there's like an updates page for ads and that sort of thing. Um, but if, if Amanda is talking about like that ranking algorithm for the ads and like how it, how it decides like which ads to show, like Google mainly uses like two main factors in determining which ads to show. And the first is the price, which is how much you're willing to bid or spend on your ad essentially. And the other one is relevance. So like Google, like Facebook, like they really want users to have a good experience. Experience. So the relevance of your keyword and then how that ties to the ad copy and how that ties to your landing page is super important. And they call it like quality score. And they want it all to tie together really well. So that there's no users having like bad experiences. So if your campaign doesn't do that really well, then it's not going to show your ad. So price and relevance. Is- right. So price and relevance. Yep. The question number four, Jesse asked, how long should you give it before making changes and tweaks to the campaign? Can, yeah. Again, it's, that's super broad, unfortunately, but like depending on what those changes and what those tweaks are, if it's, I would just, I, a couple of like little tidbits I would say would be like, 
some of the, the early changes you want to be making or and you always want to be making them, but especially early when you launch a campaign is checking what keywords are coming into your account. So go into keywords and then the search term report. You want to be adding like negative keywords in there to control the flow of the keywords that are coming in. So that's like a constant thing you want to be doing. You, you want to do that straight away and then just be, that's ongoing. Yeah. So, and then in terms of like how long should you give before like maybe changing ad copy and split testing some more ads that's hard, you know, like you just have to, I, I guess, you know, like how many, like 50 clicks or is it like a thousand impressions? Um, I think, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess, it comes, yeah, back down, I guess right. it comes back down to what we said. It's like test, 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 right? Like testing. This whole thing is testing. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, and I would agree. And then so Jesse also asked, should you create more than one campaign at a time? Yeah. I mean, almost always you end up having more than one campaign. So it depends on the amount and the range of keywords you have and like you've identified and everything. But at the end of the day, like I usually come up with all of my keywords that I can come up with and all of the permutations and then work backwards. And I split them into ad groups based on whether or not I think the ad is relevant to those keywords. Yep. And, and although there are low, there are settings like location targeting though, like, so you can only set those at the campaign level. So if you were trying to target some people with ads in one location, and a different set of ads to someone in another location, then you might need to split those into separate campaigns. But if you're asking like, should you create more than one campaign at a time? It depends on like how many ads and keywords you have. But I would say almost certainly you're going to have at least one search ad and probably one display campaign. Uh, um, sorry, one search campaign or one display campaign, which is doing remarketing because everybody should be remarketing. Okay, perfect. And Vanessa would like to know, is enhanced CPC all it's cracked up to be? Is targeted CBA, CB, yeah, CPA better? How long do we have left? <laughs> like two minutes. Oh, my God. Um, all right, just quick overview. Enhanced CPC. So she... Enhanced CPC is an option that comes on in manual bidding. So we're talking about bidding strategy here. So if, and it's like one of the really important things to make sure you get right. So I guess if you're starting out, you always, in my opinion, want to start with manual CPC because you're, you're controlling everything. And enhanced CPC is an option that you can tick on manual bidding. Um, I always use it. Microads, the, you know, AdWords, Godfather yep. of Australia, <laughs> yep. Sour, like a, a legit, you know, AdWords guy in America. They all use it. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. It's probably good enough for you as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I always use that. And then on the other side, the other, the other ones I'll talk about are just Google smart bidding. So basically, um, Vanessa asked about target CPA and one that goes with that is target ROAS. And what that does is it takes all of Google's variables. Like they have all that data and they are basically trying, you're basically saying for target CPA cost per acquisition, how I'm willing to pay like $50 for a cost per acquisition. Google puts that into their algorithm and they try and get you conversions at $50. So basically you're effectively saying, I don't care what the cost per click is. You take care of who you're going to show my ad to and when it's going to be shown and how frequently. And, um, and at the end of the day, I just want you to get them for $50. So the problem with that, like Mike Rhodes is huge on that and he's really like pushing it these days. If you're going to like tinker with target CPA, um, you really have to be running experiments. There's a, there's a feature called experiments you want to split it out, split out your campaign, run an experimental campaign where you're going 50, 50% of your budget is going to manual bidding. 50% is going to target CPA and see which, which does 
better. Yeah. Like Mike Rhodes is these days is saying it's like his agency, the target CPA is doing like 90% of the time better than manual bidding. Yeah. But I, I definitely haven't seen that. So I'm split and I wonder if it's because like, no, well, I'm going to say, <laughs> but, but I think that, yeah, I think it's, it's very product, very business specific, but in a nutshell, Vanessa, uh, enhanced CPC. Yeah. I think it's all, it's, it's all that it's cracked up to be. Um, and I would start with manual bidding. Once you get like a, a bunch of conversions through, then you can start looking at target CPA and I would split test it first with an experiment. All right. Wow. That was a fun episode. Do you know what I mean? That was fun. It was super do you know what I mean? It's like, like drinking so much, from a fire hose. So much do you know what I mean information, <laughs> so much goodness. But for those of you, Rai, that want to learn more about you or are sitting there going, just take my money, I'll just hire you for a Google Ads specialist, <laughs> where can they find you? I'm at lanternroom.com.au. So that's my business. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. We have the, um, I have a Facebook page for it. I hang out in Ausbiz Collaborative. You can find me. It's not that hard. And if you have any questions or comments or you want to abuse me, or if you're an AdWords person, like please email me because I want to like develop relationships with other AdWords persons because it's frustrating and we need people to talk to and vent to and like help. So if you're an AdWords person, please email me. Let's be friends. Yeah. And, and what's your, e- what's the best email address for them to get to you? Totally. Ryan at lanternroom.com.au. I'd love right. to hear from anyone. And all of these things, again, just remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode with the links at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And that will also include the video that Rai will do. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside the community on Facebook. The Facebook group is called the Australian Business Collaborative. We've got over 5,000 amazing community members. So make sure you head over there, ask questions, you know, give advice, be supportive, have a laugh. And for the rest of you, I hope you have a brilliant day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to having you join me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks so much, Rye, and everyone have an awesome day. Thanks, Ange. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au